Hey there, welcome back to the Rest-Based Weight Loss Podcast series. I am your host, Lene Urban, and I want to continue the conversation that we started yesterday about how to have everything in moderation. But in case this is your first time listening, I am a nutrition and lifestyle coach, and Rest-Based Weight Loss is a lifestyle strategy that helps you lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. Four years ago, when I found the weight loss strategy that finally stopped the yo-yo weight regain and finally allowed me to achieve the results that I had been looking for for eight years, I didn't understand at the time why it was that I was able to achieve such amazing results and then keep those results for the past four going on five years now. And what I realized was it was because I changed very specific lifestyle areas that I later came to learn are the very specific lifestyle areas that are needed uh, in order to lose weight effortlessly, in order to sustain that weight loss. Diet and exercise are only part of the transformation that needs to happen. Why? Because weight loss is not a diet and exercise issue. Weight loss is an imbalance issue. Weight loss occurs as, or weight gain occurs as a, uh, as a result of imbalance. And so in order for the weight to fix itself, if you focus on bringing balance to your metabolism, balance to your stress hormones, then the weight issues take care of themselves. And that's what rest-based weight loss is all about. That's what I aim to do. So if you want to find out how you're doing in those four lifestyle areas, then go to operationfixmylife.com slash stress health quiz. The link is in the description of this episode. So let's continue yesterday's conversation. I was talking about everything in moderation. And of course, I started off, I tried, I tried not to get as passionate <laughs> as I do uh, with, these, with these topics, but I started off talking about my own experience and how during that whole eight-year journey of me, you know, trying and failing to lose weight and trying and failing and trying and failing, um, a lot of the advice or the things that I would see online or in like weight loss communities and support groups was just, just, it was always just eat everything in moderation, everything in moderation. This little thing in moderation is okay. A bite of this won't hurt. You have to learn how to have everything in moderation. Well, what I came to learn later is that moderation is not possible for those that have uh, unhealthy relationships with food. And by unhealthy relationships with food, I'm talking about those of us that use food as a coping mechanism for stress, for uh, boredom, for uh, relief, you know, those of us that use food as an emotional blanket, those of us that use food to numb our feelings, those of us that have grown accustomed to using food to, uh, f to mask the pain or bury the pain of some things that have happened to us, you know, some trauma that we experienced. Those of us who may have been taught because we saw our parents using food as an emotional blanket. So it's, it's so much more complicated than, than that just everything in moderation. If there are some deeper connections emotional connections that you have to food, then having one bite, one piece, one slice is only going to open up the floodgates of reward signals that your body is used to 
experiencing when you do have those things. And it's just going to drive you to keep eating and keep eating so that you can continue experiencing those reward signals so that you can continue numbing the pain so that you can continue feeling relief from stress. You know what I'm saying? So it's not simple. It's not that easy. Not for every, not for all of us. And there's a big segment of the population that cannot just get by on having everything in moderation. And so my, my goal with these two episodes is to share with you how if you are someone that finds it impossible to just have one of that thing that you love so much, if you find it impossible to roll up the bag, to put away the container, to close the fridge, to you know put the carton back in the freezer when you just have one spoonful, one bite, one slice, if you're someone that finds it impossible to just have one, then I want to share with you some tips on how to get yourself to the point where you can start eating those things in moderation, where you can start having those things in moderation. So in yesterday's episode, I started off addressing those of you who are, uh, are those people that if it's like, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So like, as long as you don't keep it in the house, as long as you're not in the presence of it, you can avoid it. And I address those of you by asking the, the first question is, what's the trigger? What, what's your trigger? Like, you know, being able to have an understanding of who it is that you are and what your triggers are when it comes to these things that you can't just have one of, that you can't just eat in moderation. So my question, um, my question for those of you, you know, where it's like, it's out of sight, out of mind, but if you're in the presence of it, then you have to have it then my tip to you, your road, your transition is going to be replacing your craving and your addiction to that thing when you're in the presence of it, replacing it with something else. I gave you the example yesterday that for me, my, my uh, addiction was to uh, brownies and chocolate chip cookies, okay? It was the, like, the texture of the soft warm, you know, fresh out of the oven brownie or cookie, like that just sent my reward signals through the roof. And so there was one time in college, I tried to give up sweets for Lent and I got about three hours into my vow to God (laughs) before somebody brought out a fresh plate of chocolate chip cookies. I was like, well, that's out the window because I have to have this whole plate. So if I couldn't even give up cookies for God, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I had a problem, okay? So how how was I able to finally like create some control and boundaries over those things? Well, I talked about yesterday I talked about the fact that in my journey what I ended up doing uh, and I didn't know, once again, I, I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know that this is what's happening. All of this I'm learning as I'm like researching now, I'm making the connections on why it is that certain things worked for me. So I started having two to three squares of dark chocolate with, uh, after each of my meals, mostly after lunch and dinner, like clockwork, two to three squares, Ghirardelli, dark chocolate. Um, I usually did 60 or higher percent cacao, 60, 65, 70. And actually the, the longer I implemented that, that little strategy, the more I started preferring like the higher cacao percentage, I think I got all the way up to 80%. 
um, after a time, like 60, 65% started tasting too sweet to me. So I would have two to three squares of the dark chocolate after lunch and after dinner. And what that started doing was in my brain, at least that started disconnecting the uh, addiction to brownies and chocolate chip cookies and, and making a new connection to expecting those uh, two to three squares of dark chocolate twice a day. Now, this was, this was what I call, and I'll do an episode on this at some point, but I call this a preemptive cheat, or I learned that this was called a preemptive, a preemptive cheat, where you are preemptively, you're being proactive in giving yourself a little bit of indulgence instead of completely depriving yourself all the way and completely so that your brain like will end up and your body will end up not missing chocolate. Like after it only took maybe two weeks or so where I was, where I was able to start like being in the presence of brownies and chocolate chip cookies and not even craving them anymore not even wanting them anymore. Why? Because I was preemptively rewarding my brain with chocolate by having two to three squares after lunch and dinner. And what that did for me also was instead of saying, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I have to give up all cookies. I have to give up all brownies and just completely shutting it down and depriving myself. And then having a cookie or a brownie and then just, you know, letting loose and losing all control. What I did was I said, okay, I'm not going to have the cookies and brownies, but I am going to have some dark chocolate. And it only, it, I only needed two to three squares. I didn't need the whole bar. I didn't need half a bar of chocolate. I didn't need all of that. I only needed two or three squares. So that by the time I went back to having a brownie or having a cookie, it was too sweet. I couldn't even finish one. And that was such an amazing transformation for me. I never thought, I never thought, like when I couldn't even give up cookies and brownies for Lent, I never thought it was going to happen for me, that, that I would ever be able to gain control over that. But it did happen. So that was my, that was my example that I gave for those of you that uh, can't seem to have control, like control yourself if you're in the presence of that something then my suggestion is to replace it with something else and preemptively allow yourself to have that something else one or two times a day after lunch, after dinner, and then uh, your brain will do the rest of the work in replacing that connection, okay? Now, I ended yesterday's episode by saying, uh, for those of you that have cravings where it's like whether or not it's in your house, do you know what I'm saying? Like there are some of you that you, if you have a craving for something, it's done. You must go like a drug addict. Like you have to go, you have to go, you have to go to this, you know, rain or shine, uh, blizzard, <laughs> tornado. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just have to have it. Then for you, that is an emotional issue. That That's an emotional issue. That's an emotional craving. I'll never forget, I was listening to a radio show where there was a woman that was on there talking about her health transformation and how she was able to start losing weight. And she found a direct connection between her emotions and her cravings for certain types of food. Uh, she, she said that when she felt, when she felt frustrated, 
all of a sudden she would have cravings for Chinese food. When she felt rejected or when she felt sad, she had a craving for Wendy's. And she was able to make the connection to uh, some of her interpersonal relationships where at work, if she was feeling stressed and frustrated at work, then her go-to lunch would be Chinese food. And so even after she left that job and stopped experiencing that particular stress and frustration, whenever she felt stress or frustration, the craving for Chinese food would follow. And then Wendy's, she connected uh, being in a relationship with a guy that was abusive, that was physically and emotionally abusive. And so to make herself feel better, she would go to Wendy's and she would, you know, get like get some time away. She would go like escape and, and go to Wendy's and eat. Well, even after she broke up with that guy, even years after the relationship ended, whenever she was feeling emotionally like lonely or rejected, she would all of a sudden get a craving for Wendy's. Isn't that an amazing connection that she was able to make? And um, what, I, what I believe and what I'm saying is that this con these connections exist in all of us. These types of connections exist. And if you are someone, when you have a craving, it doesn't matter, rain or shine, you have to go get it. I'm saying that there's a connection that has been created and it exists inside of you. Okay? You must accept that this is fact. You must accept that this is the reason. Now, you can do one of two things. You can do some digging and some soul searching. You can do some, you know, you can take some time to be introspective and figure out where that connection came from. I mean, I advise you to do that anyway, because being able to put a face and a name to it is really helpful and being able to recognize it. But the interesting thing is that, uh, that being able to put a face and name to it is still not going to help you. It's still not going to stop you then what the real step and the next step and the most important step is, uh, is to break that emotional connection, is to break that emotional tie. And this is, this is more complicated and it takes more time um, and it takes a different journey and a different strategy than those that have behavioral cravings because that connection, that emotional connection is deep. It's a deep, deep connection that has been established and reinforced probably for years. And so it's not going to take a 12-week program, a six-week boot camp, a 90-day body buster program. It's the, that's not going to, that's not going to do it. Okay. That's not going to sever the, that's not going to sever a connection that, that was years in the making and reinforcing. So first put it in your mind. Okay. This is going to take some time. This transformation is going to take some time. This severing of this relationship, this emotional connection that I have to, uh, these foods that I'm addicted to, it's going to take some time. So accept that first. And then your next step after that is to, in the same way that those with behavioral cravings are replacing, replacing the food with something else, you 
are going to replace your coping mechanism. You're going to replace that food as a coping mechanism. You're going to replace that with an activity, with an actual activity, a self-care activity that heals the, the emotional wounds that have been placed inside of you as a result of your experience. Okay. For me, that was going for walks outside, just taking like 10 to 15 minutes to just walk outside, not power walk, not with my headphones in my ears, but walk in a setting, um, in a, a nature type setting, no music, you know, no nothing, no power walking, just walking, getting some air and clearing my head. That also looked like, uh, that also looked like journaling. As a matter of fact, just the, it was just two nights ago, I read something that really disturbed me very deeply emotionally. It was very, very disturbing to me. It was right before I went to bed and my mind was like racing with, the, with these thoughts, trying to process these thoughts. And I said to myself, Lene, before you go to bed, write, write out how, what it is that you're feeling. Cause I could feel like being so emotionally disturbed by what I had just read. It was like consuming me. And I was like trying to talk myself down. I was trying to, you know, to manage my emotions. I was trying to calm down, but the more I tried to calm down, the more my mind raced about it. And so I said, Lene, sit, write out what it, what is it that you're feeling? And when I went back and reread what I wrote, I wrote out, I, I wrote out why it was that I was disturbed and what it, what the connection was between what I had read and, you know, what it triggered inside of me. I wrote down that connection and then I wrote down, uh, I wrote down like who I am now and how I've been able to change and transform and how I'm, I'm no longer as a person, I'm no longer connected to the trauma of what it was that I read. Does that make sense? I, it's not like I, I'm not saying that I follow specific steps. This is just, this is just the way that what I wrote, how it flowed out of me. And I was able to come to a resolution and calm my mind and ease my mind and then able to sleep very peacefully just after just taking 10 minutes to write down everything that was in my head. One of the things that I'm learning as I'm completing my stress management certification, the most amazing thing that I'm learning is that our bodies are self-healing organisms. So if we can just like take ourselves out of the way and give our bodies the opportunity to heal itself, we just have to put, we, have, we just have to create the space for the healing to take place and it will. And so for those of you that have emotional cravings, replace, not, don't replace because you know, you, you won't be able to replace that first. It's going to take too long, but just start implementing, start implementing self-care activities that bring you peace because eventually what's going to happen over time, and it may take a few months if you do this consistently, but what's going to happen over time is that when you start to feel emotionally traumatized or you start to feel stressed, eventually, like I said, it's not going to be at first. So don't be discouraged. If at the beginning you just keep craving that thing and running to that thing, 
be consistent, be diligent, just keep going, start implementing proactively, preemptively in, in your days, periods of activities that bring you peace, that emotionally bring you peace, that emotionally settle your mind, settle your heart. And then over time, over the course of a few months, you're going to notice that your emotional cravings and attachments to those foods that you can't eat, that you can't just have one of, that you have to binge on, those emotional attachments, attachments are going to start to be cut off and severed. And it's going to get to the point where once you do eat that thing, once you do have that thing, it's not going to do it for you anymore. Is there anybody that's listening that's ever experienced that? Where it's like something that you used to be addicted to like years and years ago, like you have it now and it, it doesn't quote unquote do it for you anymore. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's exactly what's going to happen with this process. And that's exactly what that, what that looks like. And what that means, it doesn't do it for me anymore. What that means is it doesn't send off the same uh, comfort. It doesn't provide the same comfort and stimulation or reward as it did previously. Why? Because you have a new reward now. You have a new source of comfort now. And your body is more attent, uh, attached to that new lifestyle activity that you've implemented than it is to the food. And then you'll be able to have a little bit here, have a little bit there and be okay, not go overboard. All right. So those are my tips. Those are my tips on how to eat everything in moderation. You got to remove the power, remove the power from it. If you remove the power from it, then you can just have a little bit and a little bit will be enough and you'll be fine. Okay. All right. So if you want to find out how you're doing in the four lifestyle areas that I changed, that I transformed in order to not only lose weight, but keep it off forever, because it will be forever. I do not see myself ever going back to uh, the weight that I was before. I can't. My life is too different now. So if you want to see where you're at right now, then go to operationfixmylife.com slash stress health quiz and find out where you're at right now. All right, thanks so much for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban. This has been another episode of the Rest-Based Weight Loss Podcast Series. Can't wait to talk to you next time.